You're listening to the Far Post Perth podcast. News, views and banter on everything football. Hello and welcome along to the Far Post Perth podcast. My name is Neil Sherwin and I'm back for another edition to chat with Blaine Treadgold and Donna Jeffrey about the upcoming A-League men's season, which gets underway this coming weekend. Blaine, first of all, how are you? Uh, very good. Very excited. Um, fair bit happening. Um, it's good. Uh, I haven't felt like this in a long time going into an A-League season. So, um, yeah, pretty excited. How about you, Donna? I am sharing the same sentiments as Blaine. I cannot wait for this Friday night to just watch some football and then see live football on Saturday. So very, very exciting. Yeah, it's good. It's good for us because we've got a home game. It's bad for us because it's the only home game we're going to get decided in New Year. But we'll uh, we'll make the most of it and we'll get out and support Perth Glory against Adelaide United. And that's where we'll begin our look ahead to the season with, with Perth Glory. We spoke to Brandon O'Neill in our previous podcast and he had a chat with us around the dynamic of the squad how things are coming together uh, some fresh new faces and uh, it's it's a really interesting time with with the makeup of the squad and we are seeing quite a few new players coming in none bigger than Daniel Sturridge and there's been a lot of coverage around his arrival and his his escapades while he was in quarantine but he's free and he's out on the training ground now with the team and it remains to be seen what sort of impact he will have uh, this weekend Blaine what do you think the uh, of the squad as a whole uh, we were, we're basically done in terms of recruitment and this is what we've got with to work we've got with to uh, to to use against Adelaide and the games beyond are you satisfied um yeah, in a way, it's very much a, a work in progress, isn't it? And it's hard to see how it's all going to fit in together. Um, we haven't had the luxury of having a preseason match, so it's really hard and it's it's all unknown, not only for us, but of course for opposition teams. Adelaide wouldn't know anything about us at the moment as, as far as what they would have had a, had a chance to see in previous seasons. So it, it's a great unknown at the moment. And it, what is interesting is how it's all going to fit in together. Who's going to be where? There's new names come in that we don't really know much about. Um, as far as Daniel Sturridge goes, if he can perform, it's signing of the season. Uh, signing of the season. He's all is we know. We know he's going to put backsides on seats, but um, how much he's going to contribute on the field is uh, is yet to be seen. But uh, hey, it's positive, I think. Donna, how about you? You're looking at it from a different, a slightly different lens. And um, what what do you think of Glory's recruitment and how they look going into the first game and the, the season as a whole? Look, I think I said this um, a couple of weeks ago, I was speaking to a couple of people. It's going to be very interesting because like Blaine's, uh, Blaine said, they haven't had much um, time against other A-League opposition, obviously with COVID and the borders and whatnot. So, you know, it's going to be completely new to whoever plays them. I think, um, you know, they're relying a lot on this first home game for the next, you know, after that they're away for what is it, eight weeks or whatever it is, seven weeks. So it's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing the young guys uh, step up. I'm looking forward to seeing Brandon, you know, really boss boss that field and, you know, be the captain that I think he can be, um, that I know that he can be. It's going to be very interesting with Surridge whether, um, you know, they play him, you know, for the first 20 and then give it the crowd what they want or they bring him on in the last 20. I know he said he's fit and ready to go, 
But let's face it, he was cooped up in a room uh, size of a shoebox for two weeks and didn't have much much space to do anything. So it's going to be very interesting how they see him. But um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think I'm just excited to watch uh, football, live football. So, you know, whatever the draw, whatever the score is, I'll be happy just to see to be there. Yeah, it's going to be really good to be in the stadium. And there's, as, you, as we've mentioned there, there's a little bit of the unknown around some of the signings and some of the young players that we haven't seen before. There is experience uh, that has come in as well in the shape of Brad Jones, a huge pickup between the sticks, and Brandon O'Neill is the new captain. And you've still got the, the, the familiar faces in Bruno Fornaroli. Andy Kell is still there. You bring back uh, Jack Tisby for another spell at the club, uh, who, who does the same thing as O'Neill, returns to where he started. And then the, the young players who have had a, a year under their belt or, or so in the first team that they can hopefully kick on this year. I think Carlo Armiento is a, is a bit of a loss in terms of creativity and, and a bit of a spark out wide. But Callum Timmons will be uh, better for his appearances last year. Luke Bodner is another one. Daniel Steins. These guys yeah, can hopefully kick on and be even better this year. And Adrian Sardinero is, I guess, a real unknown for us because he's been brought in as a visa player, but we haven't really seen him do anything. Uh, he had his own time in quarantine and is now out and about and involved in training. And like Sturridge, it will be interesting to see how much he plays this coming weekend. I'd be surprised if Sturridge gets anywhere near the pitch until the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, we may see a little bit more of Sardinero depending on his physical condition we're, we're, we've talked uh, both on this forum and other forums as well around the fixture scheduling and the tough run that Glory have there's been a mention of possibly switching some fixtures in early January so that there's a couple more home games at HBF Park but that's just a maybe and highly unlikely at this stage so looking into the opening nine games I think it is where eight of them are away Brian, what are your expectations and what do you think would be a good outcome for Glory? It is going to be interesting, but what I really like is um, when you get people like Brandon O'Neill and Garcia um, saying, hey, this is what we're up against and it's a challenge that we're willing to take on. There's no whinging, no complaining or anything like that. So I think that's something that the fans will really embrace. Um, just a little bit off topic, I've, I heard Brandon O'Neill uh, speak on the ABC the other day um, and his attitude to all of this is absolutely tremendous and I think that the fans are really going to be happy with his appointment as captain. Uh, as far as this, what can I expect? Jeez, it's hard to know, but you just really hope they kind of don't go back into their shell and they just have a crack week in, week out. And almost that that siege mentality of, of not really having anything to lose. They know they're up against it, but if they can keep it up, um, they do know that the, the good times are going to come uh, towards, towards the second half of the season. So... Jeez, as far as points, I'm not really, I'm, I don't know, I don't want to put a numerical figure on it. As long as they have a crack and we can see them having a crack, I think the Perth fans will be will be pretty content. Donna, is having a crack enough for no. the aspirations that the club that. has? I love that you said that, Blaine, that they'll be content. Have you met your fans before? Yeah, but... They are, eight, you've got eight away against, and the three first ones are obviously against all the Melbourne teams. Um, probably the most challenging one, will probably be against Victory, obviously against Popper again, or and City as well. Um, so that will be a very interesting. But content, I don't think that's enough. I mean, um, you've got to expect more from them. I'm sure you, obviously, a draw will be, you'll be happy with the draw. Every, you know, it's a point away. But it is eight big games away that you need to at least, you know, at least have four, four wins on the road, at least. I um, think... But, 
if you speak to the fans here, I don't think content is what they are from, you know, you hear them, they're quite fickle when they want to be, so oh, but I don't think this, they're going to be content. But, and but this is what I'm saying is that we don't have to always uh, jump on their jump on the backs. I mean, we know that it's a new, yeah, yeah. it's a new, it's a whole new team essentially under really, really difficult conditions. No other side's got to do this. Not even Wellington have to do this. Melbourne don't leave Melbourne for Melbourne victory or any of the sides don't leave Melbourne. I think in once in the first seven games or something ridiculous like that. So yeah. uh, we've got to be realistic about the expectations that we're putting on this side at the moment. If we can see slow and steady progression and them going out and picking up some results where they probably shouldn't, I think the fans should be pretty happy with that. Are we are we doing that as in setting realistic expectations or are we getting the excuses in early? No, I don't think I'm getting the excuses in early at all. But as I said, it's it's probably the most difficult season that Perth Glory's ever had to had to face. Uh, let's be purely honest about it. So let's let's look at it from um, from uh, on the flip side. You, you go away and you get the points, and you come back, and then you're on a really good run of home games where it, you don't have to leave WA, which is the the scenario towards the end of the year. It all balances balances out. Everybody plays the same amount of games. It's the old tired old cliche. Do Glory have a side that's good enough to improve on last season showing overall? You asking me or is this for Donna? Uh, whoever feels most argumentative. <laughs> I was waiting for you there, Blake. Go on, Donna, jump in. Uh, look, I agree. Obviously, we have this discussion every year um, and it's, you know, Glory seem to not always have the best um, record when it comes to fixturing on how they fixture them home and away. You always have people whinging on it. My husband's the first one to do it. So I live with a Perth Quarry supporter that is never happy with the fixtures, even though you have six or seven home games towards the back end of the season. So it all balances out. That's the first thing. I completely understand what you're saying, Blaine, in the fact that it is, you know, a fresh squad expectations can't, you know, but Wellington are away from their family already they're gone so you know these people are professional footballers yes i think having an expect expectation of them is realistic yeah i think um i think that's something i spoke with blaine about the other day was around uh glory being something of an unknown quantity in the early rounds for other teams and it might play into their advantage if you're looking for a positive that you know we haven't had the opportunity to see them as fans but that also means that other teams haven't had the chance to see them as well so there is a yeah, a little bit of the unknown going into those early games. They might catch uh, one or two teams by surprise. For me, uh, where, where I'm where I'm struggling is uh, I don't think the defence is, str- is strong enough and has been um, sufficiently replenished with the losses that they've had over the last, not just last season, but even the season before. I mean, you, you had the likes of Sparanovic, Davidson, Garia. These guys are all really good A-League quality players. And I just don't think that the the same caliber has is is in the squad now. So, so yeah, there's a couple of question marks over it, and anything less than a final spot, as 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 I say every year, is is a failure um, in this competition where so many teams do get to make the finals. And I just don't think it's there this season. Potentially, it's a, another building year, but how many building years are we going to have? And where circumstances are are difficult for sure. But yeah. You, you, you run out of excuses after a while. So um, I, I struggle to see a finals spot because of the defence, but I'll be happily proven wrong on that one. We'll get into our season predictions a little bit later on. But let's look at a couple of other things around the club. And we'll start with the, uh, let's go with the tickets because 
Uh, Blaine, you put the cat amongst the pigeons this week. Uh, thanks for blowing up the notifications <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. Uh, when you when you had a little uh, a little I guess um, breakdown of the the ticket prices between walk ups and um, between walk ups and, and memberships, and some of the replies really just irked me something fierce with the level of blame that gets put on the club for why walk up prices are so high. I, I think it should be pretty clear to people that if a membership is averaging out at one price and the walk-up is averaging out at something exponentially higher, it's not the club that are doing that. There are other mitigating circumstances and reasons why, i.e. Ticketmaster fees. So I, 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 I lose my patience a little bit when the club gets blamed for for this particular situation um have you got anything else to add to a plan around the the thoughts and feelings towards price obviously we want to encourage people to buy memberships because it gives back the club the this the the money in the bank and they know how many people are going to attend but on the flip side where's the incentive for somebody to buy memberships when they're going to get one game at home in, in the first nine rounds. Uh, and that was the primary objective of it, Neil, was to there's, – there's so many people whinging about it, but I wanted to really just show that. And it, that wasn't me pissing in the club's pocket or anything like that. I literally just wanted to break it down and say, hey, look, this is extortionate. Uh, we, we know it is, but there is a way around it. Um, $5 handling fees. I had a rant on this on my radio show the other day. Why are we paying $5 handling fees when it's a bloody e-ticket? Unbelievable. Yeah. There's no handling. <laughs> it's literally computer generated. There's no reason for it. It's an absolute cash grab. Look, oh, the, the, the thing is, this isn't just confined to no, um, not. sporting tickets. I, I've, bought, I've bought gig tickets in the last week or two and paid handling fees. I've booked online tickets to go to see the Bond movie this coming Friday in gold class. And I paid for, I got four tickets online and they stung me for an extra $13 at, at the cinema. For 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 a, for a, a QR code, it's not even. They don't even have. They don't even send them to me. I get a QR code by mm. email. I scan the QR code and we go in, and they charge thirteen dollars for that. It's, yeah. I agree. It's a complete ripoff. So yeah, no, that was the reason yeah. behind it. Um, and as I said, it was really showing it. And if you want to get behind the club, th- there's options to do that. Um, I, I don't even know. Is there still payment plans that the the clubs do for their membership? They were doing that yeah, at one stage. Do. So yeah. uh, it yeah. is affordable. Um, so people complaining going week by week, and I know plenty of my good mates that still just buy and complain about tickets, but they still go and buy tickets. So the membership's there. The, there's five game flexies and everything, which is fantastic. If you work FIFO, if you work in this, plenty of people complaining. We don't know what the season going to hold for us buy a flexi if you get your five games brilliant go and buy another one sorted that's the end of that yeah i i, I think the flexi if, if it was me and just i wouldn't be i wouldn't personally be buying a full season membership um this year uh because of the situation but i agree that if you want to save a bit of coin and not pay through the nose on the door i have a five game flexi membership for the eagles and the afl because i know i can't attend games on a sunday so i have a five game flexi that allows me to go to the, the games that suit me when you look at the a-league fixtures for this season pick five games get a five game flexi and then you get to choose which five games mm. you go to and they're locked in at the cheaper price to me the flexi Memberships are one of the best things that any of the sports have done because it, it does cater for those people that are FIFOs who can't attend games on a certain day, who may have kids with variables coming up. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. And if it was me and I didn't want to get stung for $44 or whatever it is on the day, I'd be looking at the, the Flexi memberships because it does give you that. It literally is in the title, the Flexi. So, um, I, I, yeah, that for me is, is the right the right one to go. Donna, anything 
for you, Todd. I mean, you you and your ivory tower with your thirty thousand members or whatever victory <laughs> have. But uh, yeah, can I just say that the funniest part of our post was people complaining about food prices. That's the reason why they're not going. Uh, pack a sandwich. I've done it. My husband's done it a hundred times. I've done. I see kids with whole bags of lunch boxes. Just pack a sandwich if you that. I mean, honestly, some of the excuses these people come up with. Look. All jokes aside, the club needs members in order to survive. That's what they're, you know, that's what they're banking on. Every year we have the same conversation. I think last year ticketing was $32.50 or something for a GA plus handling. Now it's gone up to $44, whatever. Look, um, it's always going to be hard here. I agree the flex is probably the best option. So... I, I did, yeah. I did. I did see some comments around Tony Sage should build a build a stadium, oh. or um, or they should play elsewhere. The fact out is that Bayswater. there's not a single look. There's not a single. There's not a single venue in the whole of WA that is um, that that is uh, up to standards for A League. We get away with FFA Cup because the regulations are more in line for MPL and state league grounds. But with A League and broadcast deals and everything else, you have to have a certain looks for the lights. You have to have certain broad broadcast capabilities the only place that is is able to do that in wa is hbf park and the 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 the, all the people in charge there know the score and they can have they can charge one of the most expensive um deals for any sport in the country pound for pound and that's something we've had to live with and that's unfortunate i mean back in the day and i I mentioned this on a tweet that that Tony Sage explored the possibility of playing indoors at Burswood mm. and playing on a hockey pitch because there were no other viable round ball football soccer options. That's how 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 tied his hands are. Uh, in terms of complaining about food prices, I saw someone saying that they don't want to pay for the beer. I mean, I know it's mid-strength, but Gatros is streets ahead of Carlton Dry or any, any of the other rubbish that you get. So I'm not having that one either. So uh, look, it, it's it's the I'll be honest with you and, and honest with the people listening that there's an, a certain air of snobbery. You're going to a football game. You would not get away with going to some of the grounds in England or Ireland watching games growing up as a kid and you'd be lucky to have a wall to piss against. Uh, you know, and, and this is... We're in a very privileged position, and that's just the women at the uh, facilities here. Exactly, but that's that. We're very privileged that like the, the facilities at HBF Park for fans are fantastic. You've got a brand new stand, really nice, clean toilets, food outlets, the whole lot. I mean, if if you complain over a couple of dollars here or there, you're very lucky. And I think that having had gone so long without actually being able to go to a game. I understand that money is is, uh, is is challenging for people and it can be difficult, but you do have options. You do have the flexi memberships that we've spoken about. So I know that uh, we're we're get we're probably going to get a few people offside before the season even starts. But hey, here we go. Um, so that's tickets. Yeah, tickets are always always a fun one. What about the fans in general, Blaine? We've heard that the shed is close to or almost or is sold out for the game. Yeah, it's uh, that's what we're hearing. Um, I know a few people that are struggling to get shed tickets and um, in various uh, group chats and the like. So they're uh, begging, uh, borrowing and stealing to try and get their hands on them at the moment. I think they've just opened up a few more. There was a few that are, were possibly on hold for people who want shed memberships and the like and those to get processed. Um, I've since heard that the, the, the rest of the ground tickets, are, more tickets are being released. So uh, good signs ahead of Saturday. Um what I wanted to bring up was the active fans were looking to do a little bit of a tribute for, for Sam Peters, obviously a good friend of most people in the shed, very well-known personality around the place. Um, 
the hoops that they had to kind of um, jump through uh, in terms of trying to get a banner together um, on OH&S um, grounds was just a bit ridiculous. Um, it was just, yeah. So I think there might be something that needs to be done in that respect. We're talking about trying to bring active fans back. That includes bringing banners, flags, everything like that. Um, I'm sure just that, so the, that the, the... Just so that the finger doesn't get pointed mm, in the wrong oh, direction. Oh, no, this is... This who, is who, who is the barrier no, to this the is, banner? No, this, uh, this is the stadium itself that have various restrictions okay. that you've got to be able not to... Not per glory. Do not tweet <laughs> the lads. <laughs> no, we, no, no strongly worded emails to Tony Finiato who kill me um, <laughs> again um, yeah so I just it doesn't I don't know why we have to keep running through all these banners just to get people out and actively supporting their team I mean, it, this banner was never going to do anything it had I think the issue was a little bit of PVC pipe to hold this particular banner up and uh, pay a bit of a tribute to, to, to a good friend of, of a lot of people um, yeah it just doesn't sit right I just don't see the uh, I don't see it as being necessary. Um, yeah, it'd be good to see if we could just do something about it. It, it doesn't need to be all this um, red tape that we need to constantly go through every single time. And it's been happening for years. Um, another little bit of a whinge of mine is why, and it was brought up on um, social media the other day, I think on Twitter someone brought it up, why is the shed still over 18? Does anyone? Can anyone answer me that? Uh, my only my only suggestion would be that it's um, hard to police the the alcohol consumption in there, and just because you got a wristband doesn't necessarily mean that you're the only people going to be drinking in there. Sure, yeah, um, I'm be, just going to be my own my only only possible. That'd be my only suggestion. I I haven't heard of anything official, but yeah. Well, the only th- the only thing is is that you can buy family shared memberships. As far as I'm aware, you can hmm. drink in there for the Western Force. So. There's certainly different rules. Soccer hooligans, mate. Yeah, Soccer well, is hooligans. that what it comes down to? Uh, I, I wonder. Uh, but possibly. I, I, uh, it, yeah, it possibly does, yeah. And that's that's been me being flippant, but at the same time, it would not be surprised mm. if, if that was the case, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I think that was from someone, uh, one of our followers. Uh, apologies, I've forgotten who sent that through, but um, I, I'd love to be able to get an answer for that. Um, it's been asked before um, and it'll keep being asked, I guess, because I can't see a real reason for it. I can see maybe it being uh, maybe an over-16 section or something like that because everyone is standing. There's some big bodies in the shed when a goal scored. You don't want small children in there. I get that. Do you know what I mean? That's uh, uh, very much a, a safety issue. Uh, maybe an over-16s could be looked at. Uh, I wonder if that's something the club could look into um, as far as that goes. That's about my winch done for the day, I think. <laughs> if you think we've got problems now with segregation, <laughs> just wait until they stop letting the unvaccinated in. So that's going to be a fun oh, time. Yeah. Don't mention the anyway, war. No. Anyway, that's for that's Did for another day. <laughs> that's for that's for January. That's going to be a good time. Um, so let's move on to the broadcast uh, stuff in general. Paramount Plus kicking off. Uh, I signed up for my uh, yearly subscription and then signed up to the new Keep Up site which gave me a month subscription that is of no use to me so i couldn't even tack that on so i should have done it the other way around if i'd known but yay for that uh blaine i know you had a little bit of a uh, a moan about the about the keep up site in the sense in, in terms of its name do you want to go into a bit more detail i wasn't having a moan i was confused you about did. i did you not. did i no, was confused did. about what it was like keep up i was like what keep is up. this 
yeah, what is it? Like, I didn't know the purpose of it. It seems to start coming through. If you go to the A-League website, it sends you to the keepup.com.au website now. So uh, I wasn't sure, has it taken over from the A-League? It seems it has uh, as far as that goes. Um I don't mind it. it I, is, I, but it's it's weird. It's weird though because there's a bit like this crossover. There, like there's a leagues, but there's also like random. Your did a story on Steven Gerrard the other day popped up from the Twitter account of him being appointed a Villa manager, and I'm like, what? So they they cover basically the A League men and women, the Europa League, MLS, Liga, Syria, the Premier League, UEFA Champions League, La Liga, Bundesliga, and the Women's Super League. That's mm. basically the, the the top European leagues. I'm surprised that there's nothing there. For example, in the J League, if you're going to be covering MLS, like let's be real, who gives a shit about MLS in in Australia, generally speaking? Mm. And yet there's nothing around the J League or the K League, which are more relevant to the A-Leagues uh, in terms of playing in continental competitions. There's nothing on the Asian Champions League, for example. So maybe it's a work in progress and that's where they're starting. But I was a bit of it was a bit of a head scratcher for me in terms of the old A-League side covered the A-League. You knew what, what it was. Yeah. I'm not going to go to keep up to find out what's happening in the Bundesliga, for example. Put it that way. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see where it goes. I think that's where the um, what they want people to do is they want people to go there being fans of, say, the English Premier League or one of the other leagues and say, oh, there's a bit of A-League in there that might interest me. And, hey, that's the big connection that we've been trying to get when we talk about Euro snobs and the like. So I think that's an attempt to try and get that connection happening. However, it doesn't look like an official site. That's this is where where I find it confusing. It doesn't look like it should be done, um, you know, officially. It looks like it'd be done by a by a news outlet or something like that. Um, as far as the um, interface goes, I think it's great. Like, don't get me wrong, I've been flicking through it most days this week and and finding stuff to to read and have a bit of a look. And it's got a bit on the Socceroos this morning. Um, it seems heavily tied into um, Paramount, of course. So. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on it, Donna? I just uh, went on to my Mobile Victory app and that doesn't exist anymore. I didn't realise it replaced it as well. Yeah, well, there you go. a redirect on the Glory yeah. app to that. That was as well. I had to download an update the other day and it redirects. Yeah. So there's no I club-specific just, apps anymore. No, and I just realised that because I really liked that app. Um, so, yeah, I just literally went on there as you guys were talking about it to see whether it still existed. Um, it, yeah, it's quite it's quite confusing in the fact that, you know, you know, it says football across the globe. Yeah, there's no really home for like just specific to the a-leagues you know so it's quite um quite interesting but hey i'm here just to see yeah, moving forward yeah just as an example like you go into the premier league tab and there's a story about gerard from two days ago welcomes villa pressure and then the next story is from nine days ago around Solskjaer leaving united and so there's a weak gap in the stories in the features uh, the Premier League features, so you know it'll be it will be interesting to see what what they pull together and and look it's in its infancy and 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 hopefully the coverage of the the A leagues is second to none and top rate and uh, given the benefit of that I hope it will but yeah it is early stages but um and one thing I did I did mention as well when they launched this they had some nice fan pieces but they were from the usual suspects somebody from Western Sydney somebody from Melbourne Victory yeah there wasn't anything from Wellington from Glory from you know that those those teams so hopefully it is something that's going to be all-encompassing as well and not just restricted to who's on the doorstep of the editors which can often be the case with these things are you putting your Um, hand up neil no i ain't got time for that Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> depends what they're paying. Depends what they're paying. It's free. Um, mate. It's free. Yeah, exactly. It's it's good exposure. <laughs> it's good exposure. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, now, so we'll move on to the A League season in general. Just a bit of a preview from ourselves. We have predictions. We have ladder thoughts, and who's going to do what. So we won't go through the individual ladder predictions for the, the three of us. We will tweet them and stick them on Facebook. I'm sure, and be open for wild derision from the masses. But Blaine, just to go through the, a couple of, of, of the headline ones. Uh, who do you think is going to finish top of the of the ladder? Who's going to finish bottom? And where do you think Glory will finish? Uh, yeah, I've got Melbourne City to take it out, uh, both the league and the championship this year. Uh, I've got Perth um, mid-table, uh, six or thereabouts. And I've got Wellington last. Uh, six or thereabouts. Be specific, because six yeah, is finals and seventh is not. No, I've got them just inside. The eternal optimist in me has got them in sixth position. All right, Donna. What about you? I've got Melbourne City on top with victory to come out, and Wellington finishing last, and Perth Glory finishing seventh. All right. So I have got Melbourne City to win both. I still think they're the benchmark team. I've got the Central Coast Mariners to finish on the bottom. I've got Glory even lower than both of you. I've got them eighth. So yeah, I, I think I, I don't. I don't. I, those defensive frailties are just a little bit much for me. So we go through the, the other votes we had a look at. We went for the Golden Boot, the uh, Johnny Warren Medal, and the uh, random prediction for the season. So Donna, you can go first this time. I. Got Diamante as the Johnny Warren. I think he's going to have a cracking season. He's captaining again, and I'm. It could be his last season, I would say. And then my random prediction was that Keo will stay on side more than off this season. And your golden boot? Oh, my golden boot, Jamie McLaren, of course. Cool, Blaine. Uh, yeah, I've gone for Johnny Warren uh, medal. I've gone for Matthew Leckie. I think he's going to have a big season coming home. I think he's got a bit to prove. Um, uh, golden Boot, uh, Tom Ahmed from Western Sydney. I've got him. Um, yeah, I think he might do okay. Uh, bold prediction. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Victory to go pretty well throughout the season, but then I'm going to pick a bit of a uh, um, uh, an Ange Postacoglu raid on Melbourne Victory for Celtic. Who could he want? I'm going to pick an Economides to go back to Europe. That is a very bold prediction. All right. You wanted them to be bold. It's, it's optimistic as well, so it ticks the boxes. Um, <laughs> I've gone with a McLaren for the gold boot again. I think you get lots of service. The Johnny Warren medal, I've gone for Ulysses de Villa um, because I think that he had, there's a, he's got a lot around him in an attacking sense. Uh, MacArthur, he's just been made captain and he's got his, his uh, feet firmly in the door when it comes to being established in the A-League. So I think he's a... He's a good, a good, a really good playmaker, and uh, has been unlucky, I guess, to, to miss out when he was at Wellington. So yeah, he's he's one I'm looking at. And my random prediction is Mark McGowan to bust out the Daniel Sturridge celebration when WA hits its target of having 90% of people fully vaccinated. That is a so big mouthful, right there. It is, but it'll be <laughs> worth it when he's dancing and doing the wiggle arms oh, when we hit 90%. Worthy than his little cameo in the 25th anniversary video. So. There were a few cameos in that, uh, questionable cameos in that video. But uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, be sure to check it out. So yeah, send us your predictions uh, via Facebook or Twitter or whatever whatever medium you use. And it'll be interesting to hear you rip apart ours as well. 
Uh, anything else you want to add on the upcoming season and how you think uh, some teams are going to go Blaine if there was a team to watch for you who would it be um, a team to watch I'm going to say Newcastle because I'm really interested in what Arthur Pappas can do up there um, I'm, they haven't built the strongest squad but um, they can't really go backwards so uh, they've had some big changes I just hope they get their off field uh, stuff sorted in terms of their ownership and everything like that but yeah I'm interested to say I'm a big fan of Arthur Pappas and to see what he could do uh, at, a, at a senior level. You can always go backwards in the A-League. That's one thing I've learned over the years. You can't get relegated, you, you get though. Rock bottom, there is, there is always lower. There's Donna, what about you? I'm really excited to see Western United. I know you guys aren't a huge fan. You call, Who? You call them the team with no identity. Um, but I'm really excited to see Aloisi in charge again. Um, I am yeah, really keen to see what he's going to do with the squad. Um, I hear very um, good things from players over there that I've spoken to um, about his coaching and whatnot. So it's going to be very interesting to see um, how everything pans out. I know that his family is still in Brisbane and he obviously because of COVID and whatnot, people weren't able to travel. So that will also be um, interesting. But, yeah, I'm really excited to see how they go and whether, you know, the slab actually gets late for their stadium as well. Hey, Donna, that just... That, that would be a bold prediction. For <laughs> that is a bold prediction, actually. There's, I changed uh, my bold prediction. <laughs> I, like that. I like how someone said, oh, they're starting to turn the soil for the stadium. It wasn't even the stadium. Yeah, it was the was dirt like, road into the stadium, which hasn't even been built, been built yet. So work that one out. Hey, Donna, do you reckon this is... being removed. Just yeah. a, a serious one for a second. Is this John Aloisi's oh, last yeah. chance as a senior coach? Oh... You would think so, wouldn't you? Mm. He's had a couple of years off. Um, you know, I really enjoyed him in the com- like when he was on Optus Sport with the commentary and stuff. So, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but yeah, I I would think that this would be his last his last gig should he not make it. Mm. Um, but you know, the A League is a merry-go-round, so he'll probably end up somewhere else, I guess, eventually. But yeah, this could be this is a do or die for him, and uh, I just hope that they you know they do well for him. My team to watch is, I mentioned Ulysses de Villa. I think MacArthur are interesting because they they lost Adam Federici to a, a retirement in recent weeks. Uh, I use that in inverted commas because I'm not sure what, what the circumstances were around that or if we can mention the rumours that have been going around. Mark Milligan also departed from the coaching setup uh, rather suddenly. And there's been question marks around K-coach Ante Milicic as well. So, Maybe a little bit of turmoil behind the scenes, which is which is one thing. But if you actually look at the the squad, and and it's part of the reason why I picked the VF for the Johnny Warren, the players around him with Tommy Orr, uh, you got Craig Noon who's come in, your Al Hassan Toure has come in, Tommy Urich leading the line, Danny De Silva. It, it's a pretty exciting bunch of players if they can click and. I think MacArthur have to, they've just been very quiet. They don't seem to get much focus. Everybody has some, a bone to pick with Western United, for example, given that they don't really have a home and they're ground hopping at the moment. But MacArthur have just been quietly coming in as the, the new team with um, less controversy around them. Um, but they kind of need to do something now. They finished sixth last year, made finals and all of that sort of thing. But yeah, I think they've got the, the quality of players to kick on. But whether those off-field and, and um, backroom issues come back to haunt them, I'm not too sure. Uh, any thoughts from you guys on, on MacArthur? Where do you have them sitting, Neil, as far as your predictions? Yes, yeah, see, I say that and then I put them ninth because I think that the issues are going to be uh, be quite problematic. So I think they're another team a bit like Glory where I'm not too certain about them at the back. Nice. You know, players like players like players like Jake McGee, Anthony Golick. 
you know, just not really what I would see as being there or thereabouts. But I, I, I put them ninth, but I do think they have potential to completely blow it out of the water and finish in the top four or five. Mm. Yeah, but that's isn't that isn't that isn't there a couple of teams like that every year in the A League? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've put him in third. Um so that's very interesting. I've got him in fourth, so yep. There you go. So I, I I'm watching them because I think that they're not going to live up to expectations. But you guys think that they will. So yeah, it's it's interesting because we do get a team that every year that makes a bit of a surprise run to finals or or upsets the Apple cart a little bit. And for me, yeah, I was just thinking that MacArthur have potential to to definitely go and finish above six but these little these little whispers that have and you can google them yourself or have a look on twitter and that for around what what exactly we're alluding to but i think if one or two of those things were oh, to were to kick on a little bit more say it just say it mate just say it no no i'm yeah. not getting myself in trouble come on just say it it's already out there it's not a secret you say it oh i, I don't care yeah i've got no allegiance to macarthur <laughs> they obviously COVID, didn't want to get the vax, here's the door, early retirement, out you go. Uh, it's yeah. happening everywhere across every code at the moment. Um, look at the guys at, at the AFL, the guy from Carlton, what's his name, Liam Jones, decides to retire because he doesn't want it. So it's something that we're getting, you know, it's going to be very interesting because originally there was 15 players in the A-League refusing to get it. There was huge speculation about, you know, five of them were from Glory or something ridiculous, um, which hadn't been the truth. It's just that they hadn't got it yet. Um, it wasn't that they didn't want to get it. So uh, it's going to be very interesting come January because the rule is you won't be able to play at HBF Park if you're not jabbed. So it'll be very interesting to see what ha- And it's across the league. So that's the rumour. It's probably yeah. 99.9% true. Um, I will gladly take the bullet for you both. If I'm just going to put a, a disclaimer a, in there. Please sue Donna Jeffrey, not the Far Post Perth, uh, if you've got any... Uh, <laughs> Any objections with what she's yeah, just exactly. said? I'm yeah, not touching <laughs> it with a ten yeah, foot look, barge bomb. I, I think I think the the loss of, of Federici is a massive disruption. Given he yeah. was so influential, he'd just been he'd just been literally appointed captain, you know, a few weeks before, and then all of a sudden he's retired. So um, they brought in Philip Curto, who has plenty of A League experience, but didn't play that much last season, and has a little bit of doubt around him over uh, head injuries that he sustained a few years ago, and whether that's um, still a factor for him. So I think if they were to be without a solid goalkeeper with some question marks over the back line, that's where I see that they could slide down the ladder a little bit. But hey, watch them go win something now that I've said that. Um, in terms of the rest of the competition, anyone else that stands out? We haven't really touched much on Glory's first opponents this weekend, which is Adelaide United. And no doubt there's diaries being written in the change rooms uh, around Hindmarsh at the moment. And uh, I saw the odd, comp- uh, I've seen the odd comparison around uh, their centre forward and comparisons to a certain Daniel Sturridge, which is probably something we're going to hear all year. Uh, Kissini, Yengi, uh, the talk around celebrations and mimicking Sturridge and being, even being put in the same sentence as him in terms of Sturridge and being, even being put in the same sentence as him in terms of going to league is better than a guy who's played in the European Championships and Champions League and all of this. So uh, it, Adelaide United, what do we know? What are we expecting this Saturday? Um, I saw them play Floriot. Uh, I've got to admit, I was, it was very early doors, don't mind you, but I wasn't too impressed. One guy that did um, um, impress me, however, was uh, young Bernardo, who is the son of Cassio. He is going to be a baller. They pulled him over from Melbourne City. Uh, he looks really good. As far as how they go at the back, um, I can't really... S- I-, I can see them as shipping some goals, actually. I- There's not too much um, uh, mobility at the back there. Um, I'm 
I'm just having a bit of a look at uh, uh, Nick Ansel's come in, who might shore him up a little bit, but Jacob Tratt uh, and Ryan Strain and, and some typical names that you're likely to see at Adelaide United. So um, they might have a couple of goals in them and they might be a little bit of attacking through guys like um, Craig Goodwin and the like, uh, Mohamed Torre, um, and those kind of guys, uh, Cassini Yangi as well. But I think they're going to ship a few as well. He's like, he's being back is an interesting one. Mm. Uh, always a good player when he was with them uh, previously. So yeah, that's a, it's a boost for him. But yeah, again, it's, it's, there's so many unknowns, and that's the same every year with such a high turnover of players in the A League. You're not really sure what they get. One day he's still there, the former glory favourite. Um, but yeah, Donald, what about you? What are you expecting this weekend? I, you know, every time I think of Adelaide Perth, I can't help but think of that semi-final at HBF Park um, and look the game that it was. So I know we're probably not, we're obviously not going to get the same. Um, well, you might, who knows? They might surprise us. I don't know much. I haven't really been following Adelaide um, too much in their off-season. I mean, yeah, the likes of Nick Ansel coming in. Um, you know, he didn't really do too much for victory when he came back to us. You know, obviously got Craig Goodwin and... Um, Stefan Mork, um, he's obviously never going to lift down that diary situation. So, um, you know, I think I've actually picked it to uh, for Perth to win. Um, I did some tips today um, with a couple of other people and I've tipped Perth to win just because. Um, but again, I haven't, you know, I haven't really been following them too much um, in the off-season. So it's going to be, you know, I'm just excited to watch football. So I really don't care um, we, how it goes. I just want to get there now. We started with Adelaide yeah, last year too, didn't sense. we? Was that a five, they, a five, five, three or something like that? Or it was a four, two or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. The penalty shootout. No, no, no. no. The first game last, last year. Season. Oh, last year, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we had a bit of a goal fest, so we might hope, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're on the uh, good side of another one. Goals would be nice, and I think uh, the defenses, um, yeah, lend themselves to that. So. We could see something of a shootout. Hopefully, that would be nice. Definitely, be good to get some goals. And yeah, you are right. It was five three to Glory uh, in in that game. Uh, Kenny penalty. D'Agostino with two Fornaroli and Armiento for Glory. So yeah, I do remember that one. All right. I actually remember I got to the ground late and I, I got there just as Kilkenny scored the penalty and I could hear it. And I thought, oh, I'll probably miss the only goal of the game. But no, nope, <laughs> there was another seven. So it was all good. It was all good. Uh, so just looking ahead to the first weekend of action and we have the games that we, or oh, the games on the list, Blaine. We'll just go through these really quickly to wrap things up. We have got, just bringing up the list in front of me, Brisbane, and uh, City. That's, that's yep. right, isn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the first game. City, yep. City yeah, that's the first game. Yeah, so what are we, who are we tipping for that one? Uh, that's in, yeah, yeah, that is in Melbourne, sorry. Uh, that is, yeah, City, a City win easy. A City win easy, so easy. all right, cool. Yep. Cool. That's all right. So then, uh, then we've got, we move on to Saturday's games. Uh, two games at the same time. This whole Paramount Plus 10 mm. thing is wild. We've got games that are being allowed to overlap. It's it's revolutionary. We've got Western United at home. Well, at home, they're they're hosting <laughs> Melbourne Victory. They're hosting Melbourne Victory. <laughs> yes. What are we going for here? Uh, I've got MV to win. Victory to win. Of course win. you do. Of course you do. Draw for me. Draw. Oh. Cool. Western hey, um, Sydney and Sydney FC in the derby. I've got a draw. I'm going to pick Sydney FC to upset the locals out there in the West. I don't know for Western Sydney. Home game, crowd, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, what? I'll go for Western Sydney just to be different. What do you make about these two games at the same time? So, I don't know if I'm a fan. Uh, 
Why? Oh, I just like to be able to sit out there and just stay away from everyone and watch football for the, for the whole day. I get an extra two hours. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I'm not sure people are going to... Uh, is it what is it going to split down the middle? Are the Victorian fans going to watch victory and the rest? I, I think you take a bit of shine off, particularly something like a Sydney derby that gets a hell of a lot of attention all around the country. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I, I want all the I want all the last games of the season to be played at the same time. Oh, I can I can last totally see that. All yeah. games simultaneous. So yeah. I'm fine with simultaneous games. It's perfectly fine. If I really care about another game, I'll just watch it afterwards. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not that fussed. Uh, anyway, next one. Glory, home to Adelaide. Oh, yeah, Perth for me. I want to say draw, but I'll be I'll be positive because it's the first game of the season, so Glory will win. All right, mm. three wins. So apologies in advance for what happens on uh, Saturday night. Uh, next up we have, oh, there's another derby, Newcastle and the Central Coast Mariners, two potential basement dwellers. Uh, I'll put Central Coast. Uh, I'm going to pick a fiery 2-2 draw. And I'll go Newcastle. I'll go Newcastle at home. Oh, I think then we'll be all right. And then we've got MacArthur against Wellington. My boys, oh, MacArthur. They're going to win. <laughs> uh, MacArthur to win it. Yeah, yeah MacArthur. Uh, Wellington to struggle this year for me. Cool. All right. And that wraps it up. So that's the first week of action. And hopefully we will see you all you listeners potentially uh, around the ground on Saturday night. We'll, we'll all be there, won't we? Yep. Yes, I'll be coming uh, down early. I'll head to the shed and get some footage. So it'll be great to have a chat with some of you guys um, down there. First game of the season. So I'm hoping everyone will be pumped. I'm yeah, really um, I'm looking forward to it as well. It's looking uh, quite quite nice weather-wise, I believe. Just having a look at the old temperature now. On Saturday, we're talking 24 degrees daytime temperature. Should be perfect for football come kickoff at 7.05. Really exciting to have football back. I don't know if they'll fill the park, but it'd be great to get a crowd in excess of maybe 15,000. I'd be, I'd be nice. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed and get out and buy those flexi memberships if you haven't done so already. So we'll wrap it up for there. Thank you, Blaine. And thank you, Donna. Yep. Thanks guys. Thanks Neil. Be sure to check us out on the various social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's at Farpost Perth on all the aforementioned platforms. And you can also drop us a message individually. And remember that if you have any any uh, legal matters that you wish to direct towards the group, please send them to Donna only. Thank you very much. (laughs) And we will be back very soon to uh, to talk more glory, to talk more A-leagues. Remember that S. And uh, when we find out what the official hashtag is for the competition, we'll let you know about that too. But until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Far Post Perth podcast. You can keep up to date with everything football by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Far Post Perth.